brightest and best of the stars of the morning, dawn on our darkness and lend us thine aid. Amen. Please be seated. It's further evidence that epiphanies, epiphanies surround us in this world if we just notice them. Yesterday, I was at my sister's house in Athens celebrating our family Christmas. And um, I took notice of her dish towels, her Christmas dish towels. And they said, um, of all things, uh, three wise women would have asked for directions, arrived on time, helped deliver the baby, cleaned the stables, made a casserole, bought practical gifts, and there would be peace on earth. (laughs) To which I say, amen. Because I don't know if you noticed this morning, but two of our three wise persons were young women. Which, you know, why not? Scripture usually says wise men, but I like to think of it, as Kim said this morning in her sermon, as wise persons. Um, Whatever these wise men, these magi, these wise persons were, um, they were seers of sort. They were well known in that culture. They were, uh, their vocation was to spin out fate, to spin out the messages of the gods through nature and, more importantly, through astronomy. Most importantly, they they weren't Jewish folks. Um, Some people think they might have been Zoroastrians. Um, Some, you know, some other uh, Middle Eastern religions. If anything, we know that they were Gentiles. They were a part of the Goy, the people, the non-Jewish folks. The Roman emperors were so frightened of Magi that three of them, including Caesar Augustus, banned them from Rome. They were scared of them. Herod was scared of them. Yet they were pivotal folks in our story, these magi. And because of these magi, these people who noticed epiphanies and called these epiphanies out to other people, because of them, Jesus lived. Or as one writer I read this week said, Jesus was, and this will sound familiar, the boy who lived. And you know, if you think back to Moses, this happened with Moses. And there's other stories in the Bible of of babies who were saved by their mothers or other benevolent people who later went on to, to do great things for the nation of Israel. And you know, what it means is not really... Uh, hard to spin out here because it, what it shows us is that even in chaos and even in the midst of violence and evil, God is at work, sometimes through very unlikely people. And in Jesus' case, the evil that was at work was King Herod. And make no mistake, King Herod was a bad dude. Right after this, he, he slaughters the holy innocents all the male children, uh, out of fear for one of them being this great king that the Magi told him about. He was so bad even that one Roman scholar named Macrobius 
once said of Herod that it was better to be Herod's pig than to be his wife or his son. Herod's job, too, was was really to be friendly with, with an empire that was doing a lot of evil things to the children of Israel, Rome. He was a puppet ruler. And his job was to make sure that the Jewish people that lived in Rome and lived under his rule in that region um, kept quiet and did as they were told. And so we have some things to learn from these unlikely heroes, these non-Christian, non-Jewish heroes. We see in them people um, who refuse to cooperate with evil, don't we? Even in the middle of their mission from Herod, they changed course after they saw Jesus. They had a change of heart. They were people who, even though they had spent their entire lives looking at at natural wonders in the skies, probably comets, um, some even think that in 5 CE, a supernova exploded. So they're seeing these fantastic things in the sky. And whatever it is they saw in Jesus, this this boy who lived, over whom the star stopped, they knew he was holy, and they called it out. They noticed it. They, they were even grateful, brought him very expensive gifts and praised what they saw. And they located Christ in their noticing in, in the most unlikely place in the world. And finally, what we learn from them is that they, they took another road in reaction to that, didn't they? They didn't just let it sit in their hearts. They put it on its feet. They changed directions. They turned away from Herod. They went home in another way. And in some ways, they repented of their cooperation with the evil and violent Herod. And you know, we can do these things, friends. We can be like the Magi. I used to not think that they were the most relatable characters in the story. Um, I think about that moment in the funny but very sacrilegious film, Life of Brian, where they bring the gold and the frankincense, and Brian's mother, who they mistakenly think that he's the Christ child, says, Well, you can keep the math, though. You know, they bring them these really impractical gifts out of love for Jesus, and so they're not all that relatable, but they are friends. These people who notice these epiphanies and act on them. And we can act on these epiphanies just as they did. We can refuse to cooperate with evil, friends. This place has done that time and again in the past. Every time you see folks lining up at threads, that's us refusing to cooperate with the evil of poverty all the refugees that we've brought over uh, escaping violence, that's us refusing to cooperate with evil. And in this world, this may be something that becomes even more important for the church in the future. And always, no matter what, no matter what era you live in, there are always parts of empire, parts of power that we as, as people of Christ need to turn away from and need to cease our cooperation with them. 
whether they be racism, whether they be economic injustice, whether they be our imperative to welcome the stranger, we are called to do this just as the Magi did. We too are called to know what is holy when we see it. And not only that, we're called to tell other people about it. This can be something as as seemingly trivial as bringing someone to church with you. You know, my, my favorite pizza place is across the highway. And I tell people all the time to go to Antica Napolitano if they want good pizza. It's because I know good pizza when I taste it. We know the holy when we see it and when we hear it and when we feel it. And and these wise men, these wise persons, these wise persons call us to say something about it and to act upon it, to bring our gifts forward in reaction to to seeing the holy. And finally, and this is a, a great reminder at New Year's, we too can take another road can't we? We don't have to walk on roads that took us where we did not need to go. We can change directions. After all, the word repentance just means changing directions, trying something else. The wise men tried something else, brought in by this patron, probably paid a lot of money to do this. They decided to turn away and take another road What can we let go of? What can we turn away from on our different way home? Can we open our hearts to new people? Can we let go of our addictions to to substances or or to screens? Our addictions to anxiety and to fear and to worry? We can let go of these things and take another road. These wise men, wise persons, maybe even wise ladies, they had an epiphany in an unlikely place. And we can continue to have these epiphanies and to see them. Maybe even we will see them in dish towels at our sister's house. But you know, seeing and noticing these epiphanies and acting upon them, it is what we as people of faith are supposed to do. We're supposed to see Christ in the world. Wise men saw the Christ. They turned home another way. They turned away from from evil. They were loud about what they experienced. And we can presume that they took it forward to the people that they knew. They took it into their hearts and their lives. And that they lived lives lives that were different after they saw the living Christ. These epiphanies still surround us friends, because the Christ child lives. So go out, find that bright star of the morning, find him in your world.